Welcome to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast with your host, Heather Mann. This is the Human Design and Astrology podcast. My name is Heather Mann and this is the 16th episode of the show. There are there are a couple of things different this morning while I'm recording, so I feel like it's quite echoey in here. Um, I'm recording in my kitchen, whereas I usually record in my study. So, um, feeling a little bit different. Uh, my sister is home from work now. Um, she's been working from home from the, for the last week or so, well, since Monday actually. Um, and she has a client right now. So she's recording in the study, uh, sorry, she's like doing her video call with her client, um, in the study while I record in the kitchen. So if it feels a bit echoey or however the sound quality is, I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, we'll get used to it. It's kind of nice have a bit of a change of change of scenery. So I'm sure I'll adjust to it. And the other thing that's different is that, uh, for the first time I didn't, I haven't really prepared at all for this episode. I usually have like pretty precise notes and like a pretty good idea of what I want to say. So we'll see how today goes. There's a chance that I'll have to stop and then like write out some notes and start recording again. But trying to work on releasing a bit of perfectionism in everything that I do. So this is just test number one um, upon myself, upon my own shoulders. So um, yeah, today we're going to be talking about the will center um, slash ego center um, slash heart center in human design. So it's one of the nine energy centers in the human design chart. Um, And we are going to speak about it sort of what's going on in that energy center specific to what's going on in the world right now. So drawing in like recent world events, um, which I'm sure you're all aware of into this particular energy center and how I feel like it is being worked on collectively um, as well as like just some general ideas about what the energy center holds within it, sort of the highest expression of the energy center and where we can kind of get stuck uh, in conditioning in this particular like heart um, energy center. And before I get into that, so if anyone is listening to this from the future, um, I'm recording this in early April, 2020. And we're sort of like right in the midst of the Corona pandemic right now. So just a little context. Um, I'm sure you all in the future have not forgotten and unless you're listening to this like 10 years down the road, um, not forgotten what was going on at the world at this time, but just a little context for how I'm going to be approaching this particular topic and some of the um, examples I'll be drawing in from the real world. Um, so one thing I did see, um, well, okay. So what I feel, I have spent a lot of time like over the last couple of weeks, sort of, I mean, apart from just binge watching a lot of Merlin on Netflix, which is the best. I'm completely obsessed with that show. And if anyone hasn't watched it and you like like magic-y type shows um, with a bit of history mixed in, mixed in, and um, I'm sure it's definitely not historically accurate. And I don't think Merlin or Arthur, King Arthur actually existed, but I really like to think that they did in some capacity. Um, but anyway, if you kind of like a sort of, yeah, magical vibe to your show, then check it out because it's so good. I've watched two seasons in, I'd say about a week. So really enjoying that thoroughly. Um, but when I'm not doing that, I have been like doing a lot of research and also thinking and feeling into sort of, you know, what's sort of happening right now on a more energetic level, like on a global scale, um, 
And one of the things I've really come to feel really deeply is that each of our energy centers, so whether you want to call them energy centers or chakras, however you want to look at it in the human design chart, what is going on is that we're going through, um, for those of us who are open to it and even those who aren't really open to it, we're going through like a kind of collective um, clearing out of the old energies that have been stuck in these energy centers from our or from our past, like from our memorable past, like our childhood um, stuck and stagnant energy that have been like lodged in there, as well as like that of our ancestry and like the human collective in general, like our genetic history is being cleaned, um, cleaned out and rearranged and mutated through these energy centers as well. And then like our specific ancestry, especially, um, and all our collective like ancestor stories and feelings and emotions and traumas that are stuck in these energy centers it's really being like this is a time when each of these energy centers is really being like worked upon and cleaned out and that's one of the reasons that I'm going to be focusing on the heart center um, in the human design chart today because I feel like this one especially like right now with what's going on right now um, is one that's really being worked on and it's one that if we are open to it um, we have a real opportunity right now to really cleanse and really clear and sort of have a real sense of fresh energy and open energy within there um, moving forward. So like you might know if you know a bit about human design that in 2027 we're going to, and I've mentioned this in a few episodes, I can't remember the exact episodes where I went into um, detail on the 2027 sort of what's what's forecast in in the human design system for 2027 but essentially it's we're going to be moving into like that is sort of the the sort of beginning of the new paradigm and so we're going to be moving into a time when a the human um the human design body chart is going to be mutating and we're going to be actually getting two new energy centers within our hands um and also just the world as whole. We're going to be like stepping into this new paradigm, just a different way of doing things. Um, and with what's happening right now, so between now and 2027, we're going to be experiencing different ways and different initiations into the clearing of our energy centers, like as we are right now, because we as like, I mean, depending on what age group you are, but we are like the mothers and the grandma, grandmothers and the fathers and whoever you are, like the grandparents and the parents, we are the the people who are going to usher in the generation who are going to be born into this new paradigm. So we have to get our energy, um, our energy field as clear as possible so that we can um, bring in these new souls and bring in these these new paradigm people so that they they can really build the new earth and like usher in and grow up and build up the new earth. So it is sort of up to us. It's our duty right now to get our energy field as clear as possible, remove all the old conditioning, past conditioning from the old paradigm and the old way of doing things. And the only way that we can really do that as a collective is to experience these huge, these sort of huge collective traumatic experiences. And so it's kind of what it, what it is right now is that, yes, we're all going through sort of the same thing. If you look at it, Um, in a worldwide sense, like all of our energy is focused on this one particular thing, but every single person is having their own unique experience of what is going on. And so it's working on your energy field in the way that it needs to be worked on. So that is, I think, something to sort of, you can look at every, um, 
every center in your human design chart and just sort of reflect upon, well, what is like the biggest conditioning and biggest like trauma, I think, that's like keeping um, me stuck in this particular um the way I'm expressing this energy center and maybe, you know, which, how is that being worked on right now? Uh, so that is the angle that we're going to be looking at the heart, ego, will center, whatever you like to call it today, um, as well as a general overview. So that's what we're getting into. And the one thing that I wanted to mention before we get into that is that I feel like a lot of you guys will be interested. There is, I saw... I think I saw it on Facebook. I don't know, but when I was doing research and whatever, so there's going to be a worldwide, like global group meditation um, being held at the exact moment that Pluto and Jupiter are conjunct, which is going to be the 4th of April in the Northern Hemisphere and the 5th of April in the Southern Hemisphere. So you can Google like 4th of April um worldwide meditation or something like that for the details and to figure out what time it is for your time zone but it's like a 20 minute meditation and the whole idea is to just get as many people as possible um in like sitting in meditation at this one particular time to create this kind of like powerful powerful vortex or whatever you want to call it at the exact moment when Pluto and Jupiter are conjunct because that's already such a powerful um energetic point in time so I don't know I'm definitely gonna be participating in that and I think I saw it was 12 45 p.m on the 5th of April in um for Australian Eastern Standard Time so I don't know specific to the rest of the world you'd have to google that for London I feel like it might be the middle of the night so I don't know that's up to you if you want to get up for it but I think definitely in the U.S. it'll be the day before so during daylight hours um I think that's all I wanted to talk about before I actually get into speaking about the ego center. So <clears throat> the ego center is one of the um, one of the two energy centers. So if you know the traditional chakra system, there was seven seven chakras in the like in the Hindu tradition. And what happened is that in in the 1700s, so we learned this from Human Design, is that in the 1700s that human beings like energy field went through this um like this mutation which is another thing that like which is what we're going to be going through in 2027 as well and human beings started being born that had nine energy centers so the um there were two chakras that mutated there was the heart chakra and the solar plexus chakra. And so the heart center is the one that we're going to be focusing on today. And what happened is that the heart chakra mutated and it split into two. And we now have the G center or identity center, which is that square sort of in the middle of your chest. And then just to the left of that, you have your heart, ego, willpower. And so if you think about that, there are sort of two aspects to, to the heart chakra. There is that that part of you which refers to the um, what is now the ego and identity center, that sort of sense of like who am I, like that self-love, that um, that direction and like this is me, this is who I am, this is my true heart. Like, you know, when you say like they speak from the heart or something like that, that is referring to that part of you. And then the willpower or the, um, the heart center, that is that more sort of like that drive, that um, – so think of the saying when you say like, oh, they showed real heart, they've got heart, you know, that um, that part of you that 
will put heart into what it is that you do and knowing that that heart is what's going to see you through. So that's the real two, the separation of that heart tracker that is now like concentrated in two specific different energy centers. And what we're focusing on is that little triangle to the left of that square, that, that heart or um, ego center. And the way that that is really being worked on right now is that all of a sudden we're being asked to think about, well, who am I and what is my worth? So this this energy center is a lot about self-worth and, you know, when we're acting from conditioning, we can really feel like we have to prove ourselves worthy um, of being loved, of receiving love, of receiving money, of receiving whatever it is. We feel really feel like we have something to prove um, about ourselves and 70%, so especially when you have this um, energy center open is when that, I mean, anyone can experience that. I mean, think about the world, like how many people feel like they have something to prove, have to prove themselves worthy of being loved or receiving um, attention or whatever it is they desire. Um, But those with this centre open are especially susceptible to that kind of conditioning. And I think it's over 70% of the world has this centre open. So that's a lot of us walking around with these giant wounds in our heart thinking like, well, you know, am I worthy? Will you, like, will you see, will you see me and love me? Um, Like, look at everything I do, look at how worthy I am, etc. So right now, all of a sudden, all the things, so first I want to speak to the people who are, you know, out of work or quarantining or at home and, you know, all of a sudden we don't have all these social activities and stuff. So we're being forced at the moment to sort of say well who am I without everything that makes me me like when we are trying to prove our worthiness so when we are acting out of that conditioning of you know I have I have something to prove we sort of look externally to find those things and label them and say like well that is what makes me me and so that is what makes me worthy like you know I go out every night and so that is where I um having this raging social life is like what I pertain to be to see me as like worthy of being loved, whether that's conscious or like conscious or not, or whether it's just like something that you're doing um, without really like consciously drawing attention to it or my job, like, you know, sure the rest of my life is falling apart, but I have a good job. So that's what makes me worthy. Maybe it's your, your relationship or like um, your dating, your friends, like whatever it is. Um, all of a sudden these things that we have sought externally to put a label on ourselves and say like, oh, sure, this part of my life's falling apart, but at least I can do this. Um, all these things have been to some extent ripped away from us. They're no longer available to us. And so it's sort of being forced to sit with ourselves and be like, well, who am I without all these things that um, I had used to define myself as worthy? Um, there's, <clears throat> there's a sense of kind of like emptiness that can come up with that. And if that is what you're going through, and I have felt that the last few days, I think especially with this Mars and Saturn conjunction, like it's really brought up a lot of our, a lot of our repressed, like repressed emptiness. Can I say that? That sense of emptiness that we have sought to fill with the outside things, the labels, the jobs, um, the socializing, the events, all these things that we've done and been doing, all this busyness that we have sought to sort of quell that sense of, well, who am I? Like, what am I? What 
what am I actually here for? That emptiness has been rising up and coming to the surface, especially with, like I said, this Mars and Saturn conjunction, because there's been this sense of like just wanting to escape yourself, this sense of just wanting to get away from yourself. Um, but you can't, you're stuck with yourself essentially. Like if you're at home, like you really have no choice but to sit there. And that's really what's been coming to the surface right now. For me, this sort of rising and rising sense of um, like who who actually am I what am I what is it all for I can no longer escape myself I don't have anywhere to escape myself to I don't have any um foreseeable like goals that I can set or anything because I'm just here I'm just I can't make plans for the future that I can put my sense of self-worth into like sure I'm not doing anything right now but in four weeks I have this to look forward to I have this to build towards you know that's kind of missing to a a certain extent like I'm sure there are still things that we can put ourselves into but to a certain extent that that has been ripped away from us and we're just sort of left to kind of um sit with ourselves and reflect upon, well, who am I? What actually am I? What is actually here when I can't gather that sense of external validation and prove to other people like, oh, well, this is what makes me worthy. Um, And then the second thing, the second point that I feel like is really being worked upon and cleared out of this energy center is, and it sort of, it really does play back into what I was just talking about, but on a deeper level, like can I just be okay with myself when I am still like our human nervous systems have become adjusted to a particular pace and it is a fast pace. Like we, we always have some place to be a lot of us with, and even if we don't, we create places to be and we sort of find ourselves rushing. Like sometimes even when I don't have anything planned for the day, even now when I'm at home every single day, like I've been in quarantine for what, 10, 11 days now, still now I'm like rushing through my morning. Um, I have no place to be, but I'm like wolfing down breakfast. I'm like, what am I hurrying for? It's because our nervous systems have become adjusted to this, this fast pace and this um, particular way of moving about life. Um, this this certain amount of output too, like we've become adjusted to creating and doing and being like um, really doing a certain amount of things per day. And all of a sudden that's been whittled way down because we can't, we can't have the massive to-do list because we literally like there are certain chores that we just can't do. There are certain things that we just can't get done. And without that, there's all we're left with this nervous system that is attuned to a certain um, degree of fastness and moving and like quickness, but no place to be. And so we sort of feel like restricted and we're like, we find ourselves like kind of going and, and the more that you can just breathe and like bring awareness to that and just like purposefully slow down. Like, why are you rushing between rooms in your house? Why are you rushing to like get up out of bed so that you can move to your couch just to feel productive? Like, this is the time to adjust to a new pace of life. We're so, we're in so much of a hurry and you speak to everyone and over the last 20 years, like life time has been getting faster and faster and faster and faster. And I feel like truly over the last four weeks and it's not, and I mean, it is just because we all have been a lot more still and not doing as much and the pace of life has slowed down to a certain extent, 
but I feel like time has genuinely started slowing back down. Like I remember when I was a kid, like when I was five or six, summer, like the six weeks of summer holidays went forever. It was just endless. It was absolutely endless. And, you know, within five years, it was nothing. And yes, that probably is somewhat to do with age. Like when you're young, a whole day feels like a lifetime. But even speaking to people who are in their 50s, in their 60s, like my parents and their friends and like people that I just know, even they say like time has gotten so much faster. Time has been speeding up nonstop for the last like 40, 50 years because our pace of life has just gotten out of control and we are, our bodies are completely adjusted and used to that, that state of, that state of fastness and movement and consistently like rushing to be somewhere, rushing to be somewhere else. Like wherever we are, we're rushing to be to the next place and like looking forward to what we have to do next. And we've become adjusted to that. That is what feels natural. Not that it feels good. Like even if we don't sort of actively realizing it, we are wearing ourselves down slowly and surely we're burning, burning ourselves out, but it's what we're used to. And so when we, when we're forced into our homes and we don't have, you know, a full day of work and then drinks with this person and then we're going out and then we're having dinner here and then we've got to come home and get ready for work the next day and then do it all again. And we're not genuinely like rushing between places and we're left with all this stillness. Okay. So all of a sudden we are kind of forced to look at, well, what is actually was actually going on within me? Like, can I find that sense of self, self-worth from not having a place to be? Like, can I sit with myself and say, okay, I genuinely have nothing to do today. I have nothing on the agenda and be okay. Yes. And it's like doubly hard. It's become doubly hard because a lot of, a lot of, I want to say like the information going around has sort of been like, well, why don't you use this time at home and all this time you have to like be productive. And there are all these ideas being thrown at us. Like this is the perfect time to write that book you've been looking at writing and all this stuff. But that is just playing into the idea that we have to be in a rush because then once you get this idea of like, Oh, well I have to like complete my life's work or I have to write that book. I've been wanting to write all in the time that I have off that it creates a timeline uh, um, and that sense of rush can come back in. And so you're not really challenging your nervous system to adjust to a more slower uh, pace of life and like readjust to a pace of life where it is okay to sit still for two weeks and just like watch Netflix. If that, if that is what you are, if that is what your body is asking for, like that is a hundred percent. Okay. There will always be time. I mean, you can start putting, like, if it feels, if it genuinely feels good to you to like start that creative project that you just genuinely haven't had time to do when you're at work, then cool, go for that. But if it, if you found that this is just something that you're now replacing, oh, well, I have to do my work to, oh, well, I have to write that book. Then that, that's not what, not what this time is really for. Like this time is for learning to be okay with just being you and not needing to search for that productivity that like external output to really give yourself permission to exist that is what is at the absolute heart of it and then for for the people who are still working like those people who are on the front lines of this disease so 
like medical professionals, people working in gross, like grocery stores and here in Australia, like people working in cafes and takeaway restaurants as well. And you're still, you still are working. You're still going into work. Like in terms of this, um, this heart center, this ego and willpower center, like you're really being invited at this time to see and witness your own heart. Like you, you, you have so much love in you that you will literally put your life on the line every single day to go outside and continue to serve humanity. And that is the most beautiful thing. And you're really being invited to look at that within yourself, like notice the heart that you do have. Um, You could, if you genuinely did not care for yourself and for your fellow human, you could very easily like just shut it all down. And if that is what you want to do, then great, do it. Like it's completely up to you, but you're really being invited to notice the heart that you have that keeps you going. It's not like, (sighs) I don't know how I want to word this, but hopefully that makes sense to you. Like, can you notice the heart that you are putting into the work that you do and give yourself credit for that? You don't need to get credit from anyone else if it's not coming, like beautiful if it does. I'm beautiful if you are honoured for the work that you do and I want to see you and honour you right now and give you all my love and appreciation and let you know that I truly see you and like the heart that you are showing right now. So can you turn inwards and just notice that in yourself, notice the deep love, deep heart that you have and not need external validation for that. So I hope that that makes sense. Like that is, that is the the part of clearing the heart energy that you're really being invited to see at this time. Um, so we're learning, we're learning as a whole that we are like for every single group of people, no matter what this, this crisis, this situation is showing you, we are as a whole being shown that we are inherently worthy. We're being invited into seeing ourselves and knowing ourselves on the deepest level as inherently worthy of whatever it is that we we desire, of whatever it is that we want, of whatever it is that we need, we are inherently worthy. We don't have something to prove to the external world and we don't need that external validation to come at us to say like, oh, yes, okay, I am 100% worthy. Like it's not about that. Like right now we are with ourselves. We are with our family. We are, we are really not not a lot of us aren't creating a lot of output or like putting a lot of stuff out there and so can we be okay in the stillness we're saying like I'm still worthy of receiving love and receiving whatever else it is that I desire um our worth like this is a this this is it like our worth is deeper than anything that we do on the surface like our worth resides in who we be the very fact that we are like the very fact that we exist is what makes us worthy um, so that's everything that I wanted to say about, um, how this energy center is being cleared out. But the other thing that I want to chat about is sort of the healthiest expression of this energy center. So the clearest expression of the heart or, um, willpower center is really expressed as a healthy expression of ego. So 
having some sense of awareness, like self-awareness, and then taking pride in who you are and really radiating that sense of self-awareness and that pride out into the world. Um, so, I mean, you know, the word ego, it can be demonized in some circles, but really when you're acting from that, like that healthy ex- expression of ego, like we're not, we're not all the same. Like, yes, when you think about it at the highest level, like, yes, we are all the same and yes, oneness and all that stuff. But human design is called the, the science of differentiation and it is awareness for and appreciation of the fact that we are all built completely different. We're not the same. It's a celebration of our unique differences. And so the healthy expression of this energy center, really a massive part of it is that awareness at the highest level that yes, um, we're all the same. We're all equal, but this is who I am. You know, this is who I am. This is who I be. And this is what I'm radiate radiating out into that, into the world. Like, um, and I don't need external validation to tell me that that's enough, you know, like we sort of stop acting from that place of conditioning of trying to prove that we're enough, trying to prove that we're worthy of receiving uh, whatever it is that we deserve. But it's really just, this is who I am and I'm proud to be that person. And just, yeah, that sense of pride, which is which is being expressed in that healthy way. And then the other part is having like a healthy willpower too. So it's going to express probably in two different ways as to whether you have this center defined or undefined. So if you have this center defined or colored in, your willpower is sort of there consistently and reliable for you. So it's not that you are forcing yourself to do things that you don't want to do just because you know that you can. So that would be the conditioning of a defined um, willpower center, um, ego center. So when you have this center defined, you can often, just because you have that consistent sense of willpower, you might find yourself being like, oh, I'll just push through. I'll just get it done. Oh, you know, I I know I can stick to things to the very end. And so even though I hate it, even though I'm miserable, I can just stick with it to the end. And that might be for relationships or for jobs or whatever it is. Um, But when you're operating from that clean, clear, healthy expression of this energy field, um, you are you're able to stick to things that you do truly want to do. And then you're able to say, "Mm, even though I know I can see this through to the end, I know it's not right for me. So I'm going to let it go. So there's that real balance and that real, that real ability to differentiate between this is something I truly want to put my, my healthy sense of willpower into. And then this is something that I can say, I know I could do it but I just don't want to, like, I'm just not available for that right now. And then when you have this center undefined, so 70% of the population, the, the willpower probably isn't there as consistently. So learning to be okay with the fact that things like things that involve seeing things through the end is not necessarily, not that you can't do it, so I really don't want to put the idea in your head that you're not someone who's made to like stick to a, a um, New Year's resolution or whatever. So it might not feel as natural for you. You might be someone who just having general intentions works better for than actual goals. Like rather than having a new, let's, I'm just using New Year's resolutions as an example, but rather than having the New Year's resolution, like I'm going to go to the gym every single day for the rest of the year, you could set the intention of like, 
I will make my health a priority this year, something like that. That might feel a lot more comfortable and sustainable for you than um, forcing yourself to submit to this like really hardcore, like intense goal where there is a right and a wrong way to do things because then you know you probably know yourself well enough that you're gonna fall off that bandwagon and then you start guilting yourself and saying like oh I can't stick to anything etc etc and then taking that as proof that you are unworthy of whatever it is that you feel like you desire so that's um one way that you might that using that undefined willpower might become a lot more comfortable and you're going to feel better about yourself. So, you know, you can set the intention of, you know, I'm going to make my health a priority this year. And so if that becomes a priority for you, yes, some days when it feels right, you'll go to the gym. Maybe it will be every day. Maybe your your most healthy decision that day might be to stay home in your PJs and sleep in or go for a long walk or whatever it is because your health is a priority. You're actually checking in with your body every single day and saying, well, what is the healthiest decision for me to make today um and then for those things where you really do need that sense of willpower you might find that doing things in a group helps so this is a little cheat that I use when I need so I haven't I have an open um heart center and when I feel like I really need to stick to something and get something done like if you can find a group like join a group of people training for a particular um outcome so if you want to become really good at piano like instead of just taking single lessons learn it in a group because then you're more likely to be like um okay every week I know I need to turn up and train for this long or maybe as a group you have this like sort of check-in thing with with each other where you have to practice for a certain amount of hours per week and because you are feeling that um that sense of willpower coming from people in the group who do have a defined willpower center, you can take that on and absorb that and amplify it. And you're going to be super dedicated to training and practicing for that particular goal. So that's again, just a little cheat that you can use. And then another thing that is a involved in the healthiest expression of the, the heart center or the ego center is having a mutually loving relationship with money and material possessions. So our attitude and relationship with money and all material possessions lives within this um, this energy center. And all of humankind, most of humankind, has a lot of twisted and distorted views and attitudes towards money and material possessions. So things like money is the root of all evil and, you know, little sayings like that that we've grown up with and grown used to. It's twisted and distorted our relationship with money. And when we can clear out this energy field, what's going to happen is that our relationship with money, <clears throat> it's going to it's going to become clear. Like, you know, we have all these ideas around um, what money is and what it is to make, um, give, have and receive money, to share money, to give away money, whatever it is. We have all these ideas and like, Uh, distortion attached to it and that is living within this energy center so as we begin to clear this energy center that um, relationship for everybody is going to clear up and we're going to like I mean you can just look at the state of the world economy right now clearly our relationship to money and what it is to make and where it comes from and who we trust it with and um, 
how it should be distributed that is all being like swirling around and it's like all up in the air and it's kind of in a storm right now like our entire worldwide relationship with money is is really going through the ringer at the moment as we speak throughout this entire process so that is another part of this particular energy center how it's being cleared out right now and another thing that I want to touch on is you don't like you specifically don't need to do anything explicitly to work or to begin with clearing this energy center right now like it is happening naturally. It might be happening subtly to some people or it might be happening really obviously to other people, but you can tune in and just like see what's going on in that particular part of your body. So that like sort of to the left of the center of your chest, like just put your hand there and just like sort of assess the quality of energy in there. Is there this kind of ball of darkness? Um, does it feel really light? It's like what's going on? Just sort of take a few, take a few moments every single day to breathe into it. Um, and just ask it what it wants to share with you. Ask it what's going on in there. Ask it what it needs. Like, what can you do for it? Um, does it need you to just be? Like, what can you? what is actually going on in that part of your body? But you don't need to explicitly do anything. Like, it's, it is all in process. Like, as a collective, this is what we're moving through right now. Um, oh, I need to breathe. I feel like been talking nonstop. This is what happens when I don't write notes. I just go all over the place. So I don't know if this episode is going to make any sense, but I'm fully exhausted and need to like take a breath. Okay. <clears throat> but if you do want to work with this energy, like in a conscious way, what, what you can kind of do is just invite, invite it in. So I just say something like in the morning, like I invite circumstances that will help me clear any distortion within my, um, my heart center or my my ego energy center and you know put your put your hand again on that part of your body and just see if any answers come up immediately and what you'll find is that you are presented with circumstances either obviously or subtly that will invite you to clear the particular distortion that you have inside your energy field surrounding this this um energy center and just stay present too to the circumstances that you find yourself in. Like in those times when that feeling of darkness or like despair starts building up in your chest and you're just like, well, who am I without my job? Who am I if I can't go out and see my friends? Like who am I if I'm missing these huge parts of my life? When that despair starts to build up, don't just tune out and try and like mush it down with TV or social media or whatever it is, like, yes, relax, take your time. But in those moments when you're being presented with that feeling, take that time to breathe into it and notice what's coming up and just give yourself, give your body that space um, to move through it, to work through it, because this is a massively, massively, massively energetically powerful time. Like this is you know, completely a once-off for our lives. And so give yourself that space, give yourself that time, give yourself love, and then go binge watch Netflix after you've felt your way through it and just rest the rest of the day. Because if that is all that you can do right now, then that is enough because this is just unprecedented times that we're moving through. And I think this is where I'm going to leave it. So as always, um, all the links to get in touch with me, will be in the show notes, um, April, my, my bookings for 
human design and astrology readings for April will be down there too. So I still have spaces open um, Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm taking bookings. Um, so that would be Thursdays and Fridays if you live in the Northern Hemisphere. And I would love to work with you. So I will talk to you there or on Instagram. And if not, I'll see you next week on the podcast. So stay well. Thank you so much for listening to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast. If you've taken anything from the show or learned anything, I'd love it if you would leave me a friendly uh rating a review on iTunes or whatever kind of podcasting app that you utilize. And if you want to connect with me via the internet, uh, my Instagram is underscore Heather Mann and my website will be linked in the show notes. It's www.heathermannhumandesign.com. I will see you next week. Mm-hmm.